Have you ever felt like you were taken for a ride when buying, selling, or repairing your car? Well, not anymore. I'm Jay. And I'm Dave. And this is the podcast that tells you what to watch out for, whether you're buying, selling, or repairing your car. With 47 years of automotive experience, we are the Automotive Authorities. This podcast is sponsored by iAuto Agents. We're real estate agents for cars. And Quality Auto STL. Trusted services with no surprises. So, hey, Jay, we're back again. Yeah. So, uh, today's, today's topic is should somebody buy new or should somebody buy used? Uh, I have my preconceived notions about this. Um, I've, I've made that mistake, and in my opinion, make a mistake once upon a time. I was 20-something years ago, and I haven't bought anything new since or looked anything new. It's always been used, but I'm in yeah. a repair business, so I don't have to really technically pay anybody to fix my stuff. So used makes sense for somebody like me that's you know got a shop, I have access to the auction, all that, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. if you don't have access to what I have or what you have, what should the consumer do? How do they give us some tips on figuring that out? Um, it kind of just depends on the, the type of vehicle they're looking at. Um, I'll give you an example. Like if you came to me and you said, I want to buy, you know, a one-year-old certified Toyota Camry, I would say probably not the smartest move because when a car holds its value so well, you're crazy to buy a used vehicle. I mean, some. I mean, when we're doing our buyer's buyer's agent program, I mean, there's a lot of times I can get people lower prices on a new vehicle than a used vehicle. Hmm. But on the flip, move, the dealers are in business to sell new cars, not necessarily used. They do it right. to complement the new, but they want to push new over used. All oh, yeah, own. yeah, they definitely do, and they're incentivized by the manufacturers to do that as well. Now, now that they have this thing called certified, which I can tell you right now, this is just my opinion. Once again, it is the most bunch of BS I've ever seen in my life. It's a way for you to pay way more money than the car is valued at because you get maybe an extra little warranty with it. And it's supposed to be a nicer car. The the, the bottom line is, most of those warranties aren't crap and they don't cover the things that you need when they break. Huh. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll t- and then when you see the word limited warranty, limited. Okay. You might as well just figure out that most of the time when you have something wrong with your car, it's not going to be covered. Huh. And a lot of these certified warranties that look like they're from the actual manufacturer, they're not even, warranties from the manufacturer they're aftermarket warranties that are white labeled under that manufacturer's name wow i always thought certified i always told people are gonna make payments go buy certified pre-owned or go buy brand new because i told people to use car with a new car warranty you know instead of buying it from a what not even close really wow yeah a a certified warranty is not going to cover what a new car warranty will cover huh um, so I'm, I'm, I'm just saying this, that like when people come to us and they purchase cars from us, we have, we have warranties, which are called vehicle service agreements and they mirror the factory warranty. I don't veer from that. Um, when you, when we get like a certified like warranty, it's, it's not as inclusive 
as a regular warranty. So a lot of it has to do, I mean, I think you brought up a good point with the warranty that when you're buying a new vehicle, you do have the three year 36 on, you know, a lot of the vehicles, some of the vehicles are four year 50. Those are, those are real warranties and those are from the manufacturer. But when you talk about, I'm going to give you an, another example. Um, so we just helped um, a lady, a single, single lady just absolutely had just a tremendous terrible time dealing with dealers. Um, they were not respectful to her. Um, they, she came to, she came to I auto agent. We got her into a certified 2017 Nissan Altima 3.5 SL pretty badass car. Oh, that's nice. And we bought it out of Arlington, um, near Chicago. So, I took care of every aspect of the deal, helped her with the financing and whatnot, but there was a certified warranty and it was a seven year, hundred thousand mile limited warranty. Was this through a Nissan dealer or? No, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Yes, it was. Cause the certified has to be through. That's what I've always told my customers. Exactly. So when I look at that warranty, the seven year, hundred thousand mile warranty, it's nothing. It's, it says limited warranty. And it's seven years from inception when that car became what they call. When it's originally sold new? The in, It's called the in-service date. Yes. So most likely the in-service date was like 2016. So if she has seven years, 100,000 miles, well, we she has basically two more years on a basically a powertrain warranty. That means if the air conditioner goes bad or the power locks or power windows, um, your navigation screen goes out, it will not be covered under, under certain warranties. Now, I didn't look deep enough on that warranty. All I told her is, you know what, y- you got something. But when people hear warranty, they feel like, oh, everything is covered. I feel so warm and fuzzy. <laughs> oh, not true. So, when it comes to like, I'm going to, so like Chevrolet, okay. Chevrolets lose their value like crazy. So like Cadillacs. Bags. Cadillacs, Ford, <laughs> all of that. I highly recommend someone looking at a used car. Let someone else take that depreciation because those cars are depreciating really, really heavily as soon as you drive the car off the lot. So like, I think I may have given an example previously, like this, this Mercedes that we sold the other day for, we had a um, 2018 GLS 450. Oh, yeah. It was like half the price of MSRP. Yeah. We sold that. We sold it for half the price of, of what a, a new one would be. And it was how many years old? It was only two years old. Oh my God. I'd be Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Nuts. And the same person that sold that just bought um, a brand new Volvo. Oh, I guess if you got the money to burn, you know, who cares? Well, yeah, they're going to lose, the, they're going to lose their tail. And he knows that he knows he that but he, wants, he wants to have a nice car. So it depends on the kind of car that we're, that we're talking about. But what's really tough is when, you know, like a mom wants to buy, uh, you know, a car for her son 
and they only want to spend, you know, four thousand dollars. <laughs> you know, that's that's where it comes in. That oh, and then they want a low miles, super clean, not going to have to put any money into it. And then I I have to unfortunately tell them the reality of the situation. Um, that vehicle doesn't exist. Period. <laughs> If you could find that vehicle, it would have already been sold because there would have been hundreds of thousands of people that want to buy that same vehicle. I get that phone call literally probably once once a week. Hey, I'm looking for this. I just don't don't exist. Well, what's what's great about you though, Dave, is that when you are so you are selling like cars that can be sold in that price range, you're doing the right things to them. And you can do it for under like what market cost is to do that. So then you don't have to mark them up as much, you know, because you're not, you're not making the huge margins, you know? No, no, it's kids cars. Yeah. They're kids cars. But like when, when people say to you like, Oh, I want it to be super reliable. Oh my gosh. You're, you're like, well, they got Rolls Royce mechanics. (laughs) You go by, Half a million dollars Rolls Royce, and you're still gonna take it to the shop. Right. The thing is a perfect car. I worked yeah. in dealerships. They just we fixed everything under warranty, but that's a whole nother. But um, no, I, I mean you can get really good reliable cars, you know, in that three to six range, because that's right. exactly what I do. It just the, the key is is it's not how many miles were on it, how was it taken care of? Oh man, that's a good one. We should talk about that in one of our episodes because that, that that is the key. My girlfriend's got a '99 F250 with 260 on the odometer. I drive it across country right now and not think nothing about it because it's been na- taken care of the way it's supposed to be since day one. And that's when I'm doing my buyer's agent program. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Is everybody's so darn set on mileage? It's like, oh, I want a low miles car. Low no. miles doesn't mean better car. No. Miles don't mean the damn thing. It helps. Yeah, I mean, there's certain things that are probably going to break, you know, when you're when you have a higher miles car, right? You know that it, that that a low miles car may not break, but you get grandma that drove the car to the store and back, and she never drove it. That's one of the worst things you can do with a car is not drive it. Right. <laughs> you want to do something bad to a car, just let it sit. Exactly. I, you know, I wish, I hope like people listen to this because this is something that I hear all the time. We have a 93,000 mile Camaro right now that we're trying to sell. It's a 2013. And this car is as nice, as nice, as nice of a car as you can find. And they're like, yeah, we were hoping to get something with lower miles. And, but they still want to spend the same amount of money. And like, we have such a great deal on this 2013 Camaro is not even funny. And so it's like, wait a second. What do you hope that lower miles is going to give you? Oh, well, it'll be more reliable. Mm-mm. Not necessarily. That's how it's driven. How was it maintained? Was it, you know, road hard, put away wet, you know, all that, all that stuff. Was the oil changed on a regular basis? Yeah. Was- Gee, those Camaros, the GM wants a transmission fluid service done every 45,000 miles. Has that been done? Maybe a car's got 60 and it's never been done, but the car that's got 90, it's been done twice already. Well, which one would you want? Right. 
I just, I can talk about it till I'm blue in the face with people. And I just, sometimes I just can't get them to now granted lower miles cars sell faster because people again, have that perception. I've had them. I just make phone calls and they're gone. Yeah. I don't even have to list them. I just make a couple of phone calls. I got this with X amount of miles and they're gone. That's it. Cause it's that perception. It's a myth. It's just, it's, it's a misconception. It, it, it really is, you know, and I, it, there, there's so many different vehicles. If it comes to Acuras and it comes to Toyotas and Hondas, nine times out of 10, it's better to buy new. It comes to like General Motors cars, anything General Motors, Ford, Dodge, especially. I don't oh, mess with Dodges. Nobody. Oh gosh. Well, here's the other thing too. And it becomes when you're buying used, I, I, it's important if you're buying a Honda and like the Honda 3.5 platform and it's got 120,000 miles on it, has that timing belt been done? If not, you're going to need to do it because mm-hmm. it's they start. I've seen them break about 150 when they're new. So, you know, it's also it depending on the cars, the mileage, you know, it's like, okay, if you're buying a car at 100,000 miles, well, it's going to need spark plugs, it's going to need this, this, this. So you got to factor all that in because used cars with all the maintenance on up to par don't exist. And people think that. And that's what I wanted to really cover too. You, you, you're, you're, you're right on the money. And there's something called price and there's something called cost. The price is what you pay for it. So if you go and you buy, like you said, a Honda um, and the timing belt hasn't gotten fixed, the price you pay might be five grand, six grand, but the cost is a whole different animal. Yeah, I used to get eight, nine hundred dollars to put those timing belts on. Yeah, so you're adding a thousand bucks to the cost right off the bat. And, you know, there's going to be things that you have to do to that car. So you have to figure all of that in to your overall budget when you're going out and buying a car. You can't just say, oh my gosh, I'm looking at this price and it's such a great deal. Yeah. Have you looked at the tires on the car? Does it need tires? Yeah. That could be a thousand, twelve hundred bucks right there. Yeah. Depending on what, depending on what it is. I mean, I guess if you're going to buy new or used, you could call your local shop, wherever you take your car to and ask them, Hey, because the, the reality of it is, you know, like we'll just use Honda, for example. So they built that three, five platform, the two, four platform, they'll build two or three engines, transitions, and they put it in everything. So, you know, I know on Hondas that, okay, this 3.5 platform, this, this, and these things go wrong about this many miles. I don't care what body's on it. So you can call your local shop and ask them, hey, I'm looking at this. What kind of problems do you see with X amount of miles? Right. We can kind of help, you know, guide people down a, down a rabbit hole. Right. And that's, uh, that's such a, it's a, such a good point is that, you know, I just think that so many people just get into buying things without re- I, I think a lot of it has to do with Dave. And this is just, again, my opinion. I think it has to do with emotions. It gets emotional when they look at that car is so pretty. The, okay. So this guy um, that I know, he, I've known him for a long time and he actually wants to, he wants to be an agent at iAuto agent. I know you're going to love this. So he, he's like, Hey, Jake, he's just total car guy. He buys this Jaguar convertible 
and uh, and he's like i know you don't like jaguars jay but man this thing's absolutely gorgeous and this was probably about i don't know three two two and a half months ago maybe that he said this was it a used jaguar or brand new oh it was used how used is used? i want to say it I can't remember the year, but I want to say it was like a 2010 Jaguar convertible. Oh, that's after Ford sold Jaguar, I believe. I don't even know, but all I said to him is this. You're absolutely out of your mind. You need a mechanic (laughs) riding in the back seat with you in that car. (laughs) And he goes, oh, man, it's so beautiful. It's been so well maintained. So let's fast forward to, what did I see him, about three or four days ago now? This thing's the biggest piece of crap. The freaking door handle fell off on the car, and I got this problem, and it won't start now. And I told you so, because you could buy that vehicle. The price, unbelievable. He's like, ah, I got such a great deal. Well, what is the definition of a great deal? Is a great deal the uh, a good price, or is a great deal a good price? a vehicle that's going to work well for you and your family that's going to cost you little to nothing to maintain and own. That's a great deal. Yeah, I just had one. I had a lady, she was referred over here. I had an 0700 fit with 105 on the odometer. And all the maintenance was done. I mean, everything. And I bought it from auction. I didn't have to change the oil. I checked all the fluids. They were all done. New air filter, great tires. That's a great deal with no cost because they right. literally all the maintenance is done. Transmission fluids been done, brake fluids been done, the coolant's been done, air filters been changed, had great tires, good brakes, all that stuff. I mean, it needed absolutely nothing. I told them they just doesn't they don't come like this with no. everything done. So that they got a great price with no cost because they just got to change oil in it, you know, for a while now. And then you hear how excited you were about that car too, is that mm-hmm. I think it's so important for your business and my business to provide people vehicles that we believe in ourselves. You know, that is so important and it's so key because frankly, I don't sell anything through my company that I wouldn't put myself in, my family member in, anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can tell, like when you're talking to people, you know, you meet Guido at the side lot on the side of the street at Honest Abe's parking, you know, car dealership. You don't know where the heck that they got that car. And I don't know. I think that's just so important to to just be very, like, that's not saying that nothing's ever going to go wrong, but it's like, here, listen, I would tell you if I didn't think that this was a, you know, I, I believed in the car. I would tell you if I didn't. Yeah. Well, when somebody like me says, I guarantee them riding for 30 days, you know, it's a good car. Why would I guarantee something in riding that I think I'm going to have to fix in the next 30 days? So just, no. Right. Exactly. Um, but, you know, that's why we're so different, Dave, is that, and that's why the reputations that we have it's just so important. And, you know, whoever's listening to take a look at who you're buying the darn vehicle from, you know, get the service records on the vehicle too. like get those things from the owner if you can, or, or look at the, the history report, you know, we will have a whole s- series on 
Carfaxes and auto checks and how they suck. Um, you know, and they, they're, they're just inaccurate, um, but that's a whole nother story. But it also can give you some ideas of the maintenance records on it, because I think, it, I think the moral of the story is when it comes to a new or pre-owned vehicle, if you are going to go the pre-owned route, it's really important to find a vehicle that's going to be maintained properly, um, bought from a reputable place, um, and just know that you're going to have expenses on that car versus a new car your expenses aren't going to hit for till the warranty's over with. Yeah. But I, th I think that pretty much, you know, sums it up. The only thing I can think to add is I've had my customers do this is, you know, have that used car checked out by, by someone. I got my customers that want me to, to look at, look it over. And I can tell pretty quickly, I got a good eye. This thing's been maintained or no, has it not been maintained? I mean, yeah. you could have a whole, topic about that but it doesn't take me long to figure out that okay yeah this thing's been made, taken care of or nah i don't think they've been doing the maintenance like they're supposed to or i come out with the list of here's all the stuff to bring the maintenance up to par and if it's a, a big list well if they're not they were not doing maintenance they're not fixing stuff yeah so i think you know it's important if you're buying a car from somebody that you don't know have somebody have it checked out by somebody that's reputable that you know and trust that way you know it's you got somebody in your corner somebody's gonna look out for you yeah and private owner or dealer um i i could tell you so many stories i worked at one of the largest dealership groups in all of st louis actually in missouri um and if i were to share some of the things that i witnessed you would never buy a vehicle from that dealer again. Um, and they were one of the best. So, oh. oh yeah. Oh, if I had a video camera and I went in there to the manager talking with the technician and they're going through the list of the things that need to be done to the car. And when half the things aren't done that needed to get done. And then just some unsuspecting person buys that vehicle because they see a reputable company. That's why you protect yourself. Just like Dave said, get a pre-purchase inspection, get that done, get that done on any vehicle you buy. If they won't do it, well, then you just walk away. Exactly. There's no reason. And, and like one of the things that we have is we've aligned ourselves with technicians that are actually mobile technicians all over the United States. So the, they're mobile technicians. So if the dealer won't allow the car to leave to do it, because some some dealers won't, then we away. then you well or you send a mobile technician. Now if they don't allow the mobile technician, then they're definitely hiding something. They should though. They should always let you take the vehicle to get looked at. I well, mean, I've even seen people buying this. They bought something from a private owner, and that private owner is honest as the day is long. You know, but they don't know cars, so they bring it to me, and I give them. Well, here needs another thirteen hundred dollars, huh? And it's and it's and it's not because the person they brought it from is trying to screw them, right? They just don't know. They don't know. They don't know. We had a we had a situation. It was actually so uh, a lady who a military, super nice, 
it was an inaccurate MDX. She's like, I did this to it. I did that to it. I did this to it. I did that to it. And we were doing our buyer's agent and we were helping someone try to buy that vehicle. And I said, you know, we just want to make sure that we can take it to a technician to have it a final look. They found almost $5,000 worth of work to be done on that car. And it was a legit technician. They're like, Hey, we've got a real big, I don't even remember what it was. It was something major, 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 major. And it just saved them five grand right there. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to be really, really careful because it's a very shady, shady world in the automotive industry. And just like you said, it may be just complete, you know, that the person doesn't know anything about the car and they said what they knew, but you're playing Russian roulette if you don't do yourself the due diligence and spend, you know, however much, 50, 100 bucks. Yeah, yeah have it, have it, have it checked out. I do that all the time for, you know, for, for people. Yeah. Yeah. Cause most people, especially with the private owners, private owners, private owners, especially, or the buy here, pay here car lots. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Yep, 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 yep. So we're probably running out of time, Jay. I don't know where we're at on that. We're about, we, we have just a few more minutes left. I think, um, what do you think we should cover on the next topic, Dave? Um. Well, the other thing that people wanted to know about would be, uh, it'd be proper maintenance. Let's hit that because I think that goes hand in hand what we're talking about is how can you tell if that person is 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 uh, maintaining the vehicle, and what should you do as if you're selling the vehicle or buying a vehicle? I think that's a great I, I think that's a great topic. Sure, absolutely. Let's uh, let's let's do that because I think that with your knowledge, I I want to I want to learn, you know, because I I. I want to be able to consult my clients and, and maybe I already know, but I guess it'll, it'll time will tell. We'll talk <laughs> we'll about find it out. <laughs> the next episode. Well, this is awesome, man. Um, I will see you on the next episode, Dave. Alrighty, sir. It's been fun. Jay learned a lot, man. I'm learning a lot. I love it. Take care, man. All right. See ya. All right. Bye.